Good morning and welcome to Entrepreneurial Relatives, the podcast of the Venture Lab of the Munich Technical University. My name is Antoine Le Boyer and I'm the Managing Director of the Software and AI Tomb Venture Lab. We are joined today with uh, Venture Capital Food Five Season Venture Associate Judith Camarca and Roman Werner, who is my colleague, so the Managing Director of the Food Agro Biotech Venture Lab. Judith and Roman, welcome to Entrepreneurial Relatives. Thank you. Here. Thank you. Um, Judith, what are the trends in your domain? So um, we're, uh, so as, as you said, a food tech dedicated VC. I think what we are mainly seeing today, and it's reflected in our portfolio um, in terms of um, new food tech trends really are uh, plant-based, which has been really a, a big, uh, big sector. I'm biased myself being plant-based, have led quite a few investments in that space. I think um, new um, food delivery, and by which I mean mostly grocery deliveries has been a, a big thing as well. Um, we have seen huge interest in the pet food segment uh, as uh, people start having kids a bit later maybe and so are more and more focused on um, treating their pets as their kids. That has been, that has been quite significant. Um, and overall, um, I would say purely on the more consumer space, um, really focusing on healthier products um, with a bigger impact um, for consumers. And I would also say just, I think we've seen a lot of innovation in the space. I think um, this is fundamentally um, driven by cons evolving consumer demand and new consumer expectations. Roman, you come from more for the university side, yeah. so this is very complimentary. Yeah, well, so um, from my point of view or from the point of view of TUM more or less, we are um, differentiating here maybe in three sectors, like the traditional alternative foods, where we did a lot of research uh, within the last decades and see, yeah, in certain product categories, still a lot of potential also to go for new innovations, especially when we are talking about digitalization of production processes. But of course, uh, the new food trends, uh, the new types of food, um, when we are talking about plant-based food, for example, or new um, or novel food types, um, this is also highly interesting here, of course. And especially when we are having a look into uh, our venture lab uh, with the startups and the teams that already started here to work in our venture lab or will start hopefully in the very close future. This is really amazing to see and it covers a lot of topics here, but especially concerning um, yeah, topics like fermentation and biotechnology of food. Now, how do you capitalize in, in this trend? Let's start maybe from the research side first. Yeah, yeah so um, concerning startups, so when, when we have a look here, what happened here in research and currently happens with our startups, especially um, fermentation is um, of high interest here because fermentation processes are well known since thousands of years, like uh, traditional foods like beer, wine, cheese, dairy products in general um, need or require fermentation processes um, to be in the, uh, to, to, to have the product at the end that we, where we know this product from. And we are well, or we have a lot knowledge about fermentation processes here that can help us to produce new, how to say, tailor-made foods that really bring us um, also closer to, um, to food where we exactly know what is in there where we can exactly influence the whole properties of the food and where we can also um, have a look at the challenges of the future like climate change, 
um, like uh, a growing world population that we have to feed uh, sustainable and here fermentation processes especially can help us. This is also a core topic of our research here since 150 years and will be, uh, in my opinion, also uh, one of the core topics for the next 150 years. And especially when we are also having a look into our ventures here, um, of course, this fermentation topic is uh, very, very hot. <laughs> and on your side, from the VC side, how do you capitalize on these trends? Uh, well, in terms of investments, I think uh, is, a, is a good example. We uh, Our latest investments and first investments from uh, the second fund we raised um, have been in plant-based. I myself uh, led the investment in Vly, uh, which is a Berlin-based uh, startup specialized in plant-based milk. Um, let's say surfing on the, the Oatly trend, they're really bringing about the, the latest and richest version of milk, plant-based milk made from pea. Um, with both a strong standpoint uh, in nutrition, with it being higher in protein um, and even calcium than regular milk or other plant-based milk. Um, and also from an impact uh, perspective as a pea is a really good nitrogen fixer. So it really allows to have a, a much lower impact um, in terms of emissions. Now, um, you are painting a very dynamic and, and, and positive environment, but we all know that startups are difficult. So um, what are the challenges that European startup in your domain are facing? Can we start with you know the, the, the VC the VC part of, of the challenges? Um, well, you know, uh, I think these um, the, for for us, I guess one of the first uh, first thing has been funding and how do you get these startups to get to the next round and how do you get them to increase and expand? I think that's been a key er key challenge area where five seasons has been really great in helping. Uh, startups get to larger raises, et cetera. But I think that is a, a key challenge for any startup. You not only need a great idea, you also need a, a, the best possible funding. Um, I think for us and what I have seen, uh, which is something that we have not uh, seen in our portfolio necessarily is wanting to expand too fast and uh, expand in places too, too quickly without focus. And I think in terms of the portfolio, we had five seasons have built, uh, we have been Seen, we've seen a lot of success in companies really focusing on one key product before really expanding, either in terms of product expansion or a geography expansion. And I think something we truly believe in is having local champions, whether it's in Germany, in the UK, or elsewhere, before really expanding too quickly. And from the more tuned to M side, what are the challenges for the startup? Yeah, so um, first of all, I completely agree with uh, Judith. Um, I want just to add also the, the technical points a little bit more when we, because I'm also coming out of research here, the technical points are that uh, scalability is really a big issue for food startups, especially when we are talking about new types of food. Um, it's a biological product. If it happens in a small scale, it can be that it will not happen in a bigger scale that uh, will, how to say, enable commercial, uh, commercial to be commercial at the end. And besides that, especially for starting teams and starting startups uh, in the food sector, it's especially also the production environment. So you cannot, um, I'm always telling like uh, the Bill Gates example, you cannot produce a, a type of food just in your garage and sell it to the public because it's, it's um, somehow not allowed. <laughs> and it's also bringing up legal problems. And this is why you need also to have here a good education or the to have or to know the legal requirements that are necessary to produce food with uh, enough 
safety and um, what is necessary also to sell it at the end or to bring it into public. Can I? Can we stay on, on something that you both more or less alluded, which is working uh, on the local market or working mm -hmm. on local segment and then trying to expand? Um, is it uh, is it easy to start uh, a new product initiative, say in Weinstefan, in Germany, in Bavaria, and then expanding this internationally? Is this feasible both from a regulatory standpoint as well from a business standpoint? Mm -hmm. Would you give this? Would you say to the to the guys, please expand very fast? I'll focus focus much more at the beginning. Mm, yeah. So well. Um maybe start a little bit um, one step before um, about scalability. This is what we already mentioned. Um, it's as important that you have the production capacities. And when you um, do it in a small scale, in a regional base, for example, um, you can find, for example, some retailers that are also bringing your product into the market. But when you want to increase or expand here quite a lot, you need to convince retailers also with um, um, with your product, not only your product, but also that you are able to produce it in a bigger scale, that you um, have the capacities that you can bring it onto the market. Because if the retailer brings your product into his stores, you want to be sure that the supply is enough. So, and this is also an important point where um, I see a lot of startups um, somehow suffering because um, they need to find uh, maybe a collaboration partner here or production partner that helps them to produce the food in a bigger scale at a certain point, because it's not, it's not possible to directly uh, build a known plant in most cases. And um, here, um, food startups have uh, um, always to count on, a, how to say, a reliable network of food producers or partners. Well, I think on the expansion question, I've been uh, pretty vocal on, on our initial preference, which is to focus first before expanding too fast. Mm -hmm. I do, however, think uh, if you take the European context, uh, there are a lot of things to take into consideration before expanding because Europe is a large, uh, very large market, but every single country has mm -hmm. its national preferences, So, mm -hmm. which is even more important when it comes to food. Um, I do think it's more it's easier to expand if you're saying if you're say, taking such areas as Germany where it's much easier to expand to Dach and then have a much larger market with homogeneous taste. Much harder if you're say expanding from maybe Germany to France or other um, other locations and then taking into consideration so con consumer preferences, but also all the language changes which are going to go if you talk about packaging or marketing, which uh, for food startups is very important. Mm. Now, now, I understand that you have actually quite a number of investment in Germany. So exactly. is Germany our, you know, a favorite place for startup? And usually we, we, you know, is Europe actually a good place for food startup? Is this a domain which, on which, uh, you know, there are a lot of great companies appearing? So I think there are two sides to your question. I'll start with, uh, with the Germany. So it is true at five seasons, over half of our portfolio companies are from Germany. Uh, even though with our international pan-European team, none of us are German. So that's always a, a bit of a running joke at five seasons. I think we see three key factors which make Germany a very uh, interesting and successful place uh, for food startups. The first is uh, consumer market and demand. Um, so if you take the whole Dach region, you have about 100 million people, which is, if you compare it to the US, a third, with fairly homogeneous taste, consumer preferences, um, a, a pretty 
big appeal for new products and food innovation. If you focus on plant-based again, uh, Germany has the largest percentage of uh, vegetarian people with about 10%, which mm -hmm. is huge. Uh, then I think the second thing for us really is uh, the boom of the influencer marketing with influencers really becoming true paid jobs in Germany, which is not the case everywhere. And for our um, startups has been very... Uh, you mean influencer in food, just like you have in fashion and whatever? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Huh. With, with <laughs> salaries I won't mention, but which are crazy. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing we've noticed also is very favorable uh, unit economics, mm -hmm. um, which make it easier for startups to um, have uh, good margins from the start and also with favorable, favorable logistics in terms of uh, shipping. And with a lot of our uh, startups being direct to consumer, that's um, very key. You mean that they 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 don't go via the retailers? They are serving directly themselves. Most of our not of not all of them, um, but most of the startups we've invested in are direct to consumer first. Yes. Roman, on your side. Yeah, challenges um, for uh, startups in Germany. Yeah, oh, especially in the in the food business. Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, great to hear um, that. Uh, yeah, Germany is a good market for food startups and that there are so many activities going on. I'm always happy to, to, to read that in the news, um, what investments and what type of innovations and products are going on. And I see it also that we, um, the numbers of uh, region restaurants and region products are is increasing a lot at the moment in Germany. And um, this, is, this is really interesting for me, what, what, what new ways we are going here. Um, but I still see here a lot of challenges because when we are having a look at um, what we are doing for research efforts, for example, I see it a little bit also again from the university point of view, I know, but this is also one goal of our venture labs that we want to bring what is happening at universities and research a little bit into application, into entrepreneurship via startups. So we are um, scientists and students that um, spin off TUM and bring their own ideas, innovations into application in, uh, in order to found their own startup. And here I still see a lot of obstacles that we are facing, but it's not only related to the food, uh, uh, to the food research or food science. It's also, I think, happening in all the other sectors and schools of our university. And that means that we are having great research projects, great research findings that we can also um, um, publish in order to, to have impact here. But most of these findings are um, still not finding a way into application. And this is, in my opinion, what we still have to change a little bit. And this is, uh, to be honest, um, what I also have seen here in our school here in uh, the TUM School of Life Sciences in Weinstefan, where we are doing research uh, and teaching since 150 years in certain, uh, certain um, how to say, disciplines, um, but um, only a minority really um, yeah, has the potential or not, not the potential, but has the chance to get into application. This is what we have to change, especially here in Germany. And another element to get a startup to move and, and expand uh, is to actually ensure that they got financing. So is it um, complex or easy to finance a food startup and could you also articulate uh, if this is, as many people are hinting, easier to do in the US than in Europe? Can we start with the research uh, part? Yeah, well, so maybe um, depends on several um, challenges or several requirements that a food startup has to, has, has to have. Um, a food startup or to found a food startup um, in Germany, um, 
can be easy if the acceptance for the respective product is high enough. Um, and if you fulfill, or if you don't have to face um, a lot of obstacles like legal issues, for example, when we are talking about um, novel foods, for example, you always have to go a long way uh, in terms of legal questions because you have applied that for the European Union, for example, if you want to bring a novel food onto the market, has to fulfill some requirements, testings, and so on and so on. And uh, this um, also counts for uh, new technologies or new process types that we can use for uh, for the food production. And maybe there, especially the US, when we also have a look at the Silicon Valley, is um, a little bit more, um, or having a lot of more progress here because um, just have a look at uh, the market of cultivated meat. Um, what is happening in the US is, um, how to say, it's amazing. The production companies or the startups that got now or became now um, big companies building up facilities, production facilities to produce cultivated meat, like for example, chicken meat or something like that in a very, very big scale. This is amazing what is going on there and what they, what they could already build up there. And such or such activities are, in my opinion, in Germany just at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, what about financing? Let's listen now from the, the the VC side. I would say that traditionally the U.S. has had much more of a culture of mm -hmm. venture financing um, from the start. Um, I do think in Europe it's starting to emerge. I think it didn't start with food necessarily, but uh, I think in the last years we've seen regained um, interest in food tech and investing. When um, Five Seasons was launched, so in 2018, so now three to four years ago, investing in food tech was not unheard of, but pretty unknown, uh, especially in Europe. Yeah. I think there were very few, if not, if not, not uh, zero uh, food tech dedicated VC funds. I think what we've seen in the latest years is that now generalist VC funds are going into these rounds and going into food tech rounds. So it's becoming a, an almost mainstream thing. I do think with this mainstreamization of uh, the food tech investing space, we're also seeing rounds becoming more competitive, uh, valuations becoming much crazier and aligning with the states, uh, even though there's still a big gap, uh, big gap to go. Um, and I would say, uh, together with valuations increasing, we are also seeing um, the sizes of the rounds becoming much larger, which is also a very positive sign from the um, competition and uh, ambition of the startups in Europe. Can I ask you an example of uh, recent success in your domain? And can I ask you examples of uh, specific food that you are eating personally? <laughs> Roman? Um, so um, I would not directly refer to certain startups or companies, but um, to see success in certain areas. Um, we are not talking about um, the food production um, separately, but I would also include here the agricultural sciences. Because um, when we are talking about um, the future of foods, we are having a lot of challenges also in different sectors here. And one of them, for example, is also vertical farming um, that is able to produce vegetables, fruits, or the ingredients for, um, for foods at the end in a completely new way. And here we had quite a lot um, good news about startups uh, receiving um, yeah, quite a lot of funding, also especially here in Germany. And that makes me quite happy that also such sectors are focused a lot more. Um, secondly, of course, uh, 
what uh, amazing about um, food alternatives uh, in all parts when it comes from chocolate uh, over milk to cheese everywhere um, funding is available or um, investors are ready to invest in the startups and that to be honest makes me quite happy because that brings us closer to have uh, to challenge this few the, the the challenges of the future that humanity has um, a lot uh, a lot more and helps us um, yeah to bring here new types of product new kinds of food yeah onto the market Is there anything that uh, you want our ah. listeners to to eat or drink so um i am a lot more consuming uh, plant-based milk for example and to be honest um i'm i'm a very how to say uh, unusual um customer in a supermarket because I always have a look at the different vegan products um, like minced meat for example when um, when there is a lasagna for example I just buy it and test everything so there's nothing <laughs> in specific but I'm testing the market everywhere and uh, where it is possible and even to go to region restaurants in Munich um, is fantastic we for example there's even there are restaurants for Bavarian meat for example uh, Bavarian uh, food for example in Munich and this it's, it's quite amazing to see what is going on there. Street, what about you? Well, in terms of uh, successes first, I think uh, one of our, we've just at Five Seasons announced our first exit, which is actually a, a Munich-based uh, success story. So our first exit was Just Vices, which has recently been acquired by Kraft Heinz. Um, I think it's really, it's a, a success on the fun level and the uh, company level. And I think they really encapsulate a lot of the trends we've been talking about um, whether it's going back to cooking and cooking more, access to more convenience, and also leveraging um, social media and other listening tools to really be able to bring uh, the most relevant products. So what they do, in case you don't use them uh, yet, is their spices, but targeted at uh, specific dishes. So it'll be your all pasta rounder to make a, just with a few spices and pasta, a great dish, uh, or your avocado topping to uh, have a really Instagram, Instagrammable proof uh, avocado toast. Um, and so they've been super successful leveraging yeah, D2C millennials uh, and communication. Um, in, terms of, uh, in terms of personal personal food preferences, I again have to mention Vly, if you haven't bought it or uh, tried it yet, uh, do so there. Um, so pea-based milk uh, foams absolutely perfectly with your morning cappuccino or uh, golden milk latte, what will you? Um, and great from a nutrition and uh, an impact perspective. I think the, my other coup de coeur this year has probably been a new, the new company, which is also one of our companies and which is a great, uh, I wouldn't say chocolate alternative, but great healthy snack to have uh, on you when you're- And what's the name of the, the, the product of the company? So the company's new company and their, oh, com okay. their, their products, their, they have chocolate and bars. So you'll probably see them as new cow okay. in, uh, yeah. in supermarkets. Wonderful. Well, and now the usual questions. Any advice for our listeners? Roman? Found a food startup. No. <laughs> no. If you are interested in going into a startup into the food direction, just be aware that it's not an easy way, but... No, no, no way of a startup is easy, but uh, please um, have in mind that um, there are certain, um, how to say, obstacles that you just have to face. And yeah, if you're interested in it, just contact us, the Venture Labs, in my opinion. And yeah, but it's a, to be honest, the food sector is a great um, place uh, to reach really impact because 
in the future it will be highly influenced negatively by um, by the climate change uh, agriculture food production it's also one of the um, how to say biggest um, biggest um, problems concerning co2 and so on and here we have a lot of challenges that we have to fulfill or to solve somehow and um, here um, i think you can really definitely reach impact and this is why we need more startups in this direction couldn't agree more on the the impact side i think before closing i also want to remind that uh, a pretty telling stat which is that um one in nine today go hungry in the world yet uh, we throw away or waste uh one third of all the food that is produced uh, currently. So from an impact standpoint, go into food for sure. Um, and then my more concrete advice, I think, and I, I hope I'm not betraying Antoine's secret here, but it's something we discussed uh, discussed recently, which is that the team is one of the most important things. So if you have a great idea, uh, make sure you surround yourself with great people. And so betraying Antoine's secret sauce here, but the, the three key roles you need to have and couldn't agree more are a hustler, a nerd and uh, and a designer. So go go uh, go surround yourselves with the right people. So food is like software. Thank you both for 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 this. Uh, next time I I remember the recipe to try to to get to good uh, to good software startup and taking inspiration of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Entrepreneur Reality is available on major podcast platform where you can find other inspiring presentation. Do subscribe if you like this podcast and want to hear more or do give us a rating. Let your friend know about it and we look forward to having you for more entrepreneurialities.